0: It's the thing we all want. We kind of have this underlying knowledge that when team members are engaged, we can deliver better results and probably have more fun too. But what really drives engagement? And on a practical level, what can you do to impact engagement? My friend Dorsey Sherman joins me for a conversation about this exact topic. And the great thing is, it ties directly into the theme we've been covering, which is how are you, as a leader, spending your time? Now, the conversation was fabulous, and I actually broke it up into two different episodes. So you're going to get the first half here today, and next week, we'll close it out with the second half. You ready? Let's jump in and talk about employee engagement. Today, I want to welcome to the show Dorsey Sherman. And Dorsey and I actually do a lot of work together through the Women in Lean, our table group. So if that's something, if you're a woman out there and you want to really find community, I encourage you to go check it out. I'll put the link to the website and the LinkedIn group in our show notes today. So, Dorsey, glad to have you. Hey Jamie, glad to be here. Thanks. So we're going to talk about leadership today. Before Uh, we jump into that. Can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and and how you help folks today.
1: Okay, sure. Um, My um, company is called Model Consulting, and I am almost a completely certified leadership and executive coach, very close. Um, I'm completing my certification at Case Western in um, Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm really excited about that. So that's a big focus for 2021 is doing one-on-one coaching for individuals who are interested in, you know, personal growth and development. Um, the second thing I do is kind of take the coaching approach and use it to help leaders um, take on more of a coaching style to leadership. So um, myself and a collaborator, Tony Venner, um, she and I did a have done a series of workshops um, called Coaching Conversations, which is really about kind of how to be a leader, leader as coach. And then I also am a lean consultant. So um, my expertise is in Toyota Kata, Improvement Kata, Coaching Kata. So I work with organizations on improving business performance um, using that kind of teaching approach
0: fantastic all right I love all of it and um, Dorsey will probably be back joining us on the show when we dig into coaching I'm planning out a whole segment there (laughs) so we'll have her back Uh, so with Dorsey I asked you on today you you and I were having a conversation a couple weeks ago um, you know not on the podcast or anything just a a conversation and we were talking about leadership and some of our experiences and you made a comment like you know what we need to have this conversation and, and share it with my audience here today so so you, you made a comment about, you know, leadership really is this relationship. When you're thinking about leading people and what is that really? You said, really, it's a relationship. So tell me more about what you mean there.
1: It's this idea of engagement. So if, if I could show you a visual, it's like this process. And at the end of the process is organizational performance. So when people want to improve organizational performance, they may focus on like results, their outcome metric, you know, their KPIs or, you know, hopefully they look at process, they look at lean, but a big driver of performance is engagement. And so what I mean, is, you know, job satisfaction, commitment, retention, discretionary effort, those drive performance. Well, what drives engagement? The biggest driver of engagement is um, to go back to the organizational behavioral research, which is, um, was part of my training at Case Western It's from two things. One is something called the leader member exchange, and that influences the sense of perceived organizational support. So leader member exchange is basically the relationship between a leader and employee. When that's good, then there's a sense, the employee has this sense of perceived organizational support, AKA the organization cares about me and those two things together create engagement. They create satisfaction, commitment, retention, discretionary effort. And that's from research by Melvin Smith at Case Western. And so it's like we start at the wrong end, you know. So we're trying <laughs> to influence the back end of the process and organizational performance, but it's really at like this root, which is our relationship with employees and leaders. And that's like how we treat each other, you know, um, our, you know, like any relationship, is there honesty, trust, communication, you know, all those kind of basic things that I think we overlook in search of like a fancier, (laughs) or you know what I mean? Like a, like a more complex solution when it, and then At the same time, you say, well, how often do you meet with your employees? Well, never. I don't have any one-on-one meetings with my employees, or we meet quarterly, or we meet yearly for performance reviews. And it's like, okay, interesting, because that's like actually the root of the root. So that's what I think I've found to be fascinating.
0: I'm, and I'm really like, I'm listening to this. I'm thinking about, you know, listener on the other end here is who's, who's, hey, I'm an ops manager. I've got stuff to do and I'm expected to deliver results. And so maybe I'm having gaps on a quality or productivity. And so now I'm going to jump in and I'm going to go use my process improvement and I'm going to go, you know, have my visual boards. I'm going to talk about the gap and I'm going to try and figure it out. Like I'm going to go do all of this and the drive is going to be like, I got to hit the number. I got to hit the number, right? Because that's just, I feel this, maybe I feel pressure, maybe I don't, but I probably, you know, feel some sort of pressure to hit results. And so it becomes this whole conversation and everything is now about quality. Everything is now about, you know, productivity, whatever it is that that gap is. And it does become very results heavy.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's like, how's that working? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how's that working? For You you know what I mean? It's kind of that really important reflection is like, is what you're doing now getting you the results you want? I mean, do you have the engagement that you want? And is that leading to results? Well, great. But if you aren't, then I, it's kind of, you know, I saw your LinkedIn post today, Jamie, about those, those core questions. What is, what am I planning as my next step? What do I expect? You know, what actually happened and what can I learn? I mean, what I would say is what we know, what Lean's all about, your process creates your results. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, and part of that process, I would say your relationship with your employees is part of that process. It's like the very beginning of the process before, um, or, you know, that happens simultaneously with the worker actually adding value you know, and, yeah. and doing, you know, adding value to the organization. So it's like, is that process <laughs> leading to engagement or not? Yeah. Know? Well, cause it's almost like, I think when we go at it at this whole
0: results heavy, you know, how's that working for us? Well, we, it's almost like we end up playing whack-a-mole, right? So, you know, we can draw, like we can drive and push a result as long as we're driving it and pushing it. And and then the moment we kind of start to turn away to something different, then typically it's like, oh, now it starts to dip because we're not really addressing it at the core. To your point, you're kind of coming in at the wrong end and trying to hammer it at the result side. And so I love this idea like, okay, so... But if, what if you want sustainable results? What if you want this engagement where you're not the one driving it, but instead the team is creating it because there's that commitment level. And that really goes back to this engagement piece that you're talking about.
1: Yeah, exactly. I just, I think there's huge opportunity. And obviously it's not that it's easy. I mean, of course, what does everyone say? I don't have time. You know, I don't have time to meet with employees. I don't have time um, to have one-on-ones, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like, if you don't have time for that, I guess it's just looking at how are you spending your time and and what's the value that's being generated out of how you are spending your time. That's kind of the the reflection question.
0: Yeah. And almost like if I could draw an analogy to the production side, you know, is for our ops managers, you don't have time to follow all of these steps, right? All the steps, but then somehow we have we we figure out how to have the time to redo it, right? Like like so, yeah. right? To get it, right, we don't have enough time to follow all the steps to get it right at the beginning and to ensure it's right at the beginning. So we start start to make shortcuts, and then when that when that rework happens, we have to find the time. And so it's almost like that. Here is, you know, well, do you, but do you want to spend it on that back end or do you want to spend it on that front end?
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. How much time we spend dealing with, yeah, problems or, you know, quote, poor performance or whatever the issues are um, with no kind of front end investment. Yeah. Mm hmm.
0: All right. So let's say that um, I'm agreeing with you. I'm like, yeah, no, I totally get it. Engagement, relationship, all of that makes sense. But, you know, like, really what is like, how do I build a relationship? Right. Because, you know, we're not talking about necessarily my best friend over here, right. Or going out for beers, right. What does it mean when we say, you know, Hey, it's really building a relationship with your
1: team. How, how do I do that? I mean, it's such a good question. It's, it is kind of like, how do you build a relationship with anyone? You know what I mean? It's like, how do you make a new friend? I mean, there's some basic, things of um, number one I would say like unstructured time you know time that's not related to task completion (laughs) that's just like coffee with Jamie or you know what I mean like it's like open time where there's maybe not an agenda I'm not checking up on your projects I'm not asking you to tell me it's you know the coaching habit question his number one thing is what's on your mind you know just that complete or like how are you you know like how are you really and then you know if you you can't see (laughs) me but like (laughs) zipping your lip (laughs) exactly and just listening um listening to how someone is I mean to really leave space for someone to answer that question how are you I mean to be honest I think that's pretty rare Mm um and so I don't mean to oversimplify it, but it is kind of, like, time and space and really making it a goal and an intention um, around what does that look like? Another piece, I would say, um, you know, if this is something that you're striving for in terms of your leadership, getting feedback right now on, um, you know, like, a 360-degree eval on, like, the impact you're having and how you're perceived um and information about maybe there's a disconnect between your intention and impact like you might think you're a really good coach As a matter of fact there was a really interesting <laughs> Harvard Business Review study where it was like in the 80 percent of managers think they're a really good coach well and the same the employees of those managers said well they're just telling us what to do you know which we can talk about that later but <laughs> That sometimes there's a disconnect between the relationship you think you have and what you actually have. So that can Mm -hmm. be an interesting kind of input in terms of data. Um, And then, I mean, what I say is it's really the process improvement. Like what are you striving for? You know, what do you want and where, and then getting some data on where are you now and then really starting to experiment with how do I change that? How do I, um, you know what does that look like for me, and what's comfortable for me? Maybe it's you know a gamble walk and and checking in with people, maybe it's you know make having lunch with people, whatever it is. um I think everyone has to find their own way with that improvement mindset.
0: yeah, for sure, so okay, so we're just kind of talking about like engagement and um you know building this engagement with people, and um sometimes. When we start talking about this as a path to, you know, engagement is kind of that front-end input path to results. Um, you might hear somebody say something like, Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm all about it, but what about my problem child? <laughs> right. Like, how do I, how do I deal with the person who just, you know, it's the 30-year team member who doesn't want to be here and they won't get engaged at all? How do I, how do I fix that? How do I deal with what I might call quote unquote? I'm using quote unquote because I'm not encouraging you to use this language but language you might hear someone refer to say like their problem child is how like the type of language sometimes I hear people use
1: yeah that's what someone that is always a question it's like um yeah 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 this is great but how do I fix this person and I guess what I would say is you can't change anyone. <laughs> like number 1, you cannot fix other people. So, if you're going into a coaching, like if you think you're going to coach someone to change them, which I do think that's what people think, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like we're going to have this coaching relationship and I'm going to impose some external standard on on you, some organizational standard of behavior and I'm going to mandate, but call it coaching. um, It's not going to work. Like it really probably Mm -hmm. isn't going to work. So how do you change poor performance? I mean, I would say I'm not an expert on this, but number one, I would say is what is working all about like how do you mine for gold instead of dig for dirt you know Mm -hmm. you go into the gold mine and you don't look for the million tons of dirt you're looking for that little ounce of gold so um we also know that you know focusing on what's working focusing on the positive focusing on strengths um and then giving feedback that is collaborative that asks or ideas that maybe shows or you know reflects factual observations not editorial Mm -hmm. observations in other words not my opinion of how you just gave that presentation but your personal um, how it impacted you and facts about it and then talking about the impact talking about what ideas do you have and really I think I guess the other huge part of dealing with performance is what role have you had as a leader in creating this situation? That's really the self-awareness piece that I think is so key and underestimated. I'm going to say it one more time. Like what role have I had as a leader in creating this situation of poor performance, i.e. setting expectations, you know, training, um, Development, whatever mm-hmm. whatever it is, I mean, the role of leadership is to manage the process. Have has that been done so that people can work to their full potential? It's not to say it's leadership's fault for everything, but it is really about. It's so easy to say that this person's a problem, Jamie's a problem, you know, Sally's a problem. These people are all problems, and to kind of point shine that spotlight outside of yourself but how are you contributing you know what are you what are you doing and and so I I even before having a feedback conversation it's like how can you own that part of it um and kind of prepare for that in in terms of talking to somebody those are my ideas and I say that um I am in no way an expert but I do think there's some missing pieces in how we try to fix people. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, I think, I love that, you know, first like, Hey, it's, you know, you, you can't fix people. So like, let's not (laughs) approach it from that way. And instead think about how we can create an environment. Are we doing the right things? I love I love the self-reflection part and the role of the leader. I have um, a friend who's been staying, you know, kind of staying in my guest bedroom for a couple of weeks and, you know, listen, so I've been able to kind of hear some calls <laughs> and hear some of the stuff as I walk through the house. And so he was talking about, you know, there's this, this um, COO and who is like just complaining about like, the people and they do this and they do, don't do do that. Right. And kind of in that, and I'm like, you know, that's really probably more of a reflection on that COO than it is on the in- individuals. Um, especially like just hearing how broadly he was describing that problem. Like, like it was in everybody else almost. Um, but yeah, I mean, like how people interact and, and their level of engagement and commitment There's absolutely, it's 100%. They own it, right? I can't make someone, they own it. And I can absolutely influence it. And so as a leader, there's like, it's not this position of privilege. It's really a position of responsibility.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, and the other great lesson I've learned from Cheryl Jekyll um, is, you know, she just says it's, the shortest route is through this positive feedback and encouragement is we're so short on getting, giving anyone any like specific, like here, this, I this was really good, but you, this specific thing was so good that you just did like that. You know, maybe there's a good job or an huh? or pat on the back, but giving people feedback on what's, again, it's like what's working Um and f- focusing on, that sort of generative, positive mindset instead of the deficit. It's you know, as Cheryl jekyll taught me, it's the short, it's the short road, it's the short way home, or um, versus focusing on what's not working. And I think the other thing you do then is is set it up in your mind as a conflict. You know, like I have this poor performer, and so it's, then it's like mm. dread to deal with the situation, and then it's like procrastination. And then, you know, it turns into like a year later and nobody talked to this person (laughs) and everybody, whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, Versus, (laughs) we're all laughing because we're like, yes, that's what's happening. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Isn't Dorsey great? You know, at the time of recording, Dorsey didn't know that I was doing a whole series on the question that Patrick Adams brought to us back in episode 24. How are leaders spending their time? So as we were we were talking about this and she was saying that exact question, I really had a hard time controlling my giddiness, just to be honest. Now, Dorsey really gives us insight into this question from a different angle. You see, so far in this series, we talked about you know time and if you're kind of feel like you're treading water, how can you, how can you go about looking at your time and creating more bandwidth for yourself? and applying continuous improvement and problem solving to your work to get more of the right things done. And we talked about how to develop your own leader standard work and use the idea of leader standard work really as a process for learning and improvement. Now, in this conversation, Dorsey really challenged us to think about whether our leader standard work includes the human element, the relationship building, and not from a compliance perspective right? We don't, we heard her say it, we don't want to come at it from a standpoint of, oh, I'm supposed to do this. So let me add it to my leader standard work. And then let me check it off. Because when we come at things from a compliance standpoint, that really comes through. So here we've had this whole conversation, what's your next step? Well, here's my recommendation for your next step. I want you to do a gut check on the status of the relationships between you and each member of your team. What is your intention for those relationships? How do you want them to be? How do you think they are now? And remember this last one, how could you learn how your team members perceive them? Remember Dorsey talked about how the, sometimes what we think is kind of different from the, what, our team members think, right? Our perceptions, our experiences can be different. So, those four, four things again what is your intention for those relationships? How do you want them to be? How do you think they are now? And how could you learn how your team members perceive them? All right. So, that's it for part one of this conversation. I'm going to put Dorsey's contact information in the show notes, which you can find at processplusresults.com forward slash podcast. And then you can find episode 31. Make sure you mark your calendar for St. Patty's Day. That's Wednesday, March seventeenth, Because this conversation with Dorsey will continue as we dig into how to use one on ones to build relationships. Until next time.